Hey, everybody, we're back. Season four, Recreated Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we missed it. We've missed each other. I got to be honest. I haven't even seen my teammates in like four weeks. We haven't. So we're going to use this time to just, you know. Reminisce about yeah. the old days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Season and Matthias one. will tell his story, too. Right. We, yeah. got a, we got a guest. His name's Matthias. Hi. Yep. Hi. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Thank um, you. We're really excited to hear his story, and uh, we're just excited. I'm excited to be back. Hey, are what are excited? our names? Should we tell people's names in case they haven't met us before? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay. I'm Jamie. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm Keith. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to see that you... I'm, I'm just waking up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> and I'm Melissa. Follow new rules with invisible strings and become a puppet in a diabolical scheme. How do good men become a part of the regime? They don't believe in resistance. Okay, guys, so I don't have a question to ask. I don't have a... I just have uh, amusing. Is, is that a thing, Keith? An amusing musing. Okay, mm. I'm going to go mm. with that. So I'm reading in my Bible the other day, and I'm reading in Genesis, and I'm just reading through the Bible to read through the Bible. Like, I'm taking my time. I'm not putting pressure on myself. I There's a commentary in my Bible, so I do like to like look at that. And um, it was talking about um after noah was done sailing that's the only way i could think to put it sailing on a sail yacht yeah (laughs) the flood was over and and the the boat was was coming to land yes and so then i don't think there was a sail on the ark (laughs) this is this is the beginning amusing part of the musing so so if it doesn't have a sail does it i think they just went wherever they were Okay. That, that, that boat was basically a brick. Okay. A survival tool, right? Yeah. Okay. So when he was done. <laughs> I like that sailing. That's funny. <laughs> so when he was done, he. Um, oh, I got to interrupt again. Okay. I can just see all the animals leaning out over the side. <laughs> Everybody move to the right side now. <laughs> <laughs> One of those big land yachts, you know. And the guys are hanging off the edge. Yeah, like, hanging <laughs> off the edge <laughs> as they go in around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Racing other arcs. <laughs> uh, there's no other arcs. No, that's true. Oh, hippo, get over here. We need some more weight. <laughs> oh, golly, sorry. Anyway. Anyway. So um, I'm assuming, oh, because I'm learning that he probably built an altar first. That was a big deal back then, to build an altar before you gave a sacrifice, right? That was like a whole thing. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, they were interconnected. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew that. So when he did and he he burnt his offering, it said something along the lines that God thought it smelled good. And I just, that tickled me, the idea that God thinks things smell good and that he decided that that would be a good gift to give us, the gift of scent, smell, smell, which I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> now it doesn't seem as funny. Because you know what? I'm telling everybody right now. They vetted this. This is what's happening right now is they already heard this. And so I'm really big on just She's saying things. For the, I am. Because they already heard this. So they have nothing to say about it now. 
got plenty to say. <laughs> I got Jamie's plenty like, to oh, say. Right. Okay, That's Keith. Funny. Go ahead. What do you have to say, Keith? Why do, why do you... Um, the part about um, giving us smell... That's interesting. Why, why does that stand out? Because it's a way that we're like God that I've never really thought of before. Huh. Like when he was making humans, hmm. he decided yeah. what gifts we were going to... Because he's so... I mean, he's so infinite and... I mean, we can't even begin to comprehend him. And he got to choose exactly which ways we would be like him. And... So th- I'm going to take this in a weird direction. I different love than it. in the beginning. So if you're... <clears throat> excuse me. If you're a parent and you're a parent, I think you're the only parent here, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and let's say one of your daughters cooks fresh bread for you. <gasps> Listen, I would love that. And, Go ahead. And you walk in the kitchen after a day and she's got the pans and it smells amazing. My mouth's watering. And she's standing there with a smile on her face. What is the sweet smell for you? Is it the bread or is it her her honoring you with that kind of gift? Okay, so it's twofold for sure. But the fact that she did that. <laughs> my girls, Cassie, if you're listening, make mommy some bread. <laughs> well, it'll be in a couple but, weeks. But, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just the idea that they they would, yeah, think to do that for me would definitely be the sweet. Okay, so yeah. he, now here's another one. Tell me if this ever happens to you. It happens to me a lot, and I, it's not all the time all that enjoyable because it's a melancholy moment. Do you ever smell a smell and it takes you back to a time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it happened to me a couple, two, like two weeks ago. I've been sleeping with my my room windows open now because it's nice out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke up in the morning, one morning, like 6.30, right around 6 o'clock, right when the sun was coming up, and literally the smell in my room was exactly the same smell uh, as the area I was in in Israel wow. two really? years oh, wow. ago. It was exa- I thought I was in Israel. I <laughs> woke up and I could have sworn yeah. I was double taken all over the place. Oh, wow. Where, how did I teleport to Israel? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's all the, mem- all the memories come back mm. instantly. Yeah. You can remember this and that moment and these people and this event and... Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's part of it too. Is it becomes like a a a recognizable? Yeah. What do you when when you make a heap of rocks? What do they call that? A, a the, the altar? She was not not that? not an altar, but oh. a a memory to when the Israelites were yes. crossing the Jordan yes. and they yes. had to grab the stones. Put that up as a pillar of remembrance. Yeah. Oh. Yes. It's like that almost. Yeah. 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 It's the same reason. Um, uh, I don't know how many years back my girls and my husband got me a lilac bush for Mother's Day. And my grandma, if anybody knows me, they hear me talk about Grandma Hoover all the time. And she had a lilac bush. And so like as soon as Lucy and I were out there um, a couple weeks ago and there were some buds, I was, and they were at the very top of the lilac bush and I'm grabbing the top and trying to just 
shove those to my face so I could smell that smell and have that mm -hmm. memory because Isn't it's that amazing. Just, yeah. 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 So there's something about not only the event that's special to the Lord because someone is honoring something that's important to him, but the smell itself becomes part of the memory program. Mm -hmm. And now it's a shared memory, not only the person who gives the sacrifice, but also the Lord. And because like you said, they're, they're created in the same image. They now have a, a memory pillar in their smell in their face mm. for for all time as long as <laughs> right. those two remember the smell they'll remember the moment yeah so every time they have a barbecue every time they're out there cooking <laughs> the meat up i imagine noah's going yeah i remember that day mm. yeah i like what you said about comparing it to your child yeah that's I mean, a really good one because a lot of people think old testament or, or god doing something like that is just obeying and just doing because he wants you to do but he saw found joy in it and it pleased him yeah you know and he probably did look at it as though his children were doing this for him yeah yeah well, I mean? and i think yeah and i think that's where it becomes a little more serious for me because i don't see that i, I would maybe take it to an even deeper level every time they sacrificed god wasn't just saying go kill animals yeah for all of just those, to do what I tell you to yeah, do. Yeah, all right. of those people who would be very concerned reading the Old Testament and all mm. of that, because it's yeah. it can be disturbing the amount of sacrifice that went on in the Old yeah. Testament. There was yeah. a lot of death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you look at the root, and Matthias, you brought this up at the beginning in Genesis 3, the first sacrifice for sin was in Genesis 3 for Adam and Eve and to put yeah. the, the skins on them. And God did that. And that the animal skins, yeah. That animal died as a call out to the future when Jesus would do what he did. Yeah. And so the the ask from God to sacrifice an animal is not just obey what I tell you to do, it's this is preparing your heart to understand in the future that I'm going to have a son who's going to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've heard stories from people who have done, um, haven't done sacrifice, but they've, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we slaughtered animals. And when you do that when you're a child, it, it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing because that animal, I mean, my parents bought five cows. We named them the, from the Peanuts characters. <laughs> And that was your first mistake. Yeah, and so Charlie Brown's the one <laughs> getting strung up, you know? Isn't that funny how it sticks with you? I still remember yeah. the name of the cow that my father-in-law killed that I had named. Charlie yeah. yeah. It's the truth, That'll and you know what you. It, it, what it does is it teaches you the value of an of life. Yeah. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. So it I I think we 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 tend to say, "Wow, God is a very brutal God," but I think his he's using things to prepare the people of the world for that moment that Jesus would do what he did. The final sacrifice, <clears throat> huh? The amount of blood that was shed could never could never equal the blood right. of Jesus. Hmm. But every year, people go to Passover and they slaughter a, a lamb. And the family would have to take that lamb and bring it into their house for two weeks. 
Imagine bringing a tiny little lamb in your house and you're mm. hanging out with that thing for two weeks. And then on the 14th day, you go have to kill it. Oh, my and you're, gosh. And you're taking your kids <laughs> with you to do that. Yeah, Keith, I didn't know that that's how it happened. That makes it way worse. <laughs> that makes it real. Oh. Because then you ever, everybody's in love with it, you mm. know? It's like a puppy. Yes. Yeah. That's brutal. Yes. But here's the thing. That was not in VeggieTales. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. No, it wasn't. But can you imagine then if you're if you're into that pattern and then Jesus's time comes and it's Passover week and he's preparing the meal and they're talking how they're talking and the next day on the day that all of Israel goes and slaughters their lamb, he's being slaughtered. The the parallel yeah. Right. The preparation over two or three thousand years, depending on how you look at it. I, I just I marvel at it. Yeah. yeah. And and he uses the smell yeah. of all things. Right. And even like to think, um I just think while you're talking like the aroma that Paul talks about, like Yeah. Like you're almost preparing your nose for the spiritual nose to come <laughs> like that smell that um jesus is blood and that smell um wow. the sacrifice of jesus like yeah i don't know that's good that. isn't that something that you can just bring up one little line and and you could See? talk about that one piece of the bible yeah. for a long long yeah. time yeah you can <laughs> the bible is that good right yeah. exactly it is it's yeah. so full and it's so fun and like i say I, like i'm just in and I was just reading about Abraham. And it's funny what you forget. I should say Abram. He's not Abraham yet. And it's funny what you forget. Like when I'm I'm reading about right now uh, when they were in Egypt or I just finished or I'm in somewhere else now. But anyway, they're in Egypt. And he tells his wife, pretend like you're my sister. And I guess like I knew, I knew that he, like she went and be, went with the Pharaoh. But then I never realized that he maybe i did he took her as his wife so like yeah like even in all that clearly infidelity like clearly if he took her as his wife there's only i mean you don't take somebody as your wife and just play patty cake like right. well things. no that's now, is the, it possible that yeah, they did not have was, relations was, absolutely it was oh. it was a harem so just because uh just because uh, you're in the harem doesn't mean you have no to do all no the go read esther really oh that's true esther was in the harem but she didn't have relations with the king until the king said, her, huh? you're allowed to come in. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, so maybe she wasn't, but yeah. There's and just even a- the king says to Abraham, man, if, you know, what kind of, what are you doing to me? If right. I had actually brought her into my, into my bed, God would have judged all of us. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's what happened is she was brought in and she was wed to him, but she never came into his bed. Oh, so they would get married Back yeah, it was and not a, even political marriages happened all Man, the time. That's so different because I mean, <laughs> I would I would imagine your your average Christian these days who's saving themselves for marriage once they know they're like, let's get married. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the yeah, most clean way, listen, without saying the thing that I want to say. Yeah, that's let's go get let's go know each other. <laughs> yeah, as the yeah. scriptures say. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but but we're but in I guess the if west. You have a whole harem. We're in. Then the, you're not so worried about knowing. Yeah, but can you imagine every day a man could have have a new wife? Well, in those that's days. what I'm saying. And you don't know why? Because a country would send an emissary, and the way that this that country A would become 
politically aligned with Israel is that emissary would bring the king's daughter with him and say, here, the king's giving you his daughter. And the guy and the king would say, okay, and they would funnel her off into the harem and she's married to him, but maybe there's never any relations because it was more about political alignments. Ah. than that's it was true. about in the West where, do you love me? That's true. The whole idea me? of romance and stuff, that was actually the way West. later. That's the West. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about well, that so whole thing. So that's more of also a Marrying gift for or a sacrifice too, right? Like yeah, in a sense. Your, your daughter. Like, yeah. Who probably most likely didn't want to be there, I would well, assume. Well, and, and you got to keep in mind back then. Uh, Women were property for sure back then. Well, Property, yes, but I think the entire culture back then understood that having children was the goal. Yeah. You married to have children to continue the line, number one. Number two, the more you have, the more hands you have on the farm. Right. And that was the issue. Right. If we don't have more kids... The community that's over the hill and through the woods over there, they're having a ton of kids. And if we don't keep up, mm-hmm. they're going to take us over in 50 years. Right. Wow. Times a, are so different. It was a completely yeah, different reality. In America, have them, don't have them. Nobody's right. ever going to attack America. Right? Uh, right? That's a whole nother <laughs> Why everybody <podcast>. got quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah. we're actually, actually the West is in trouble because the West doesn't want to uh, have kids. That's China's true. gonna collapse eventually because of that. Wow. Because they they had the one child policy and now they're yeah, upside that's backfiring. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The middle. You know, it's so important. I couldn't say this long enough and hard enough for believers. It, it's very important to understand the Middle Eastern culture and don't try and overlay your Americanism on top of the Bible. That's a good point. It's one of the worst things you can do if you really want to understand this book. You've got to think like Middle Eastern. If you know people from the Middle East, I don't care if they're Arabic, uh, Muslim, Jewish. It doesn't matter. They're from the Middle East. The culture of the Middle East is so different in all those countries. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Their mentality is so different from the West. Mm -hmm. That's why we're at war because they just... Can't see eye to eye, huh? There's just no way to fuse them together. Apples and oranges. But you're, I mean, you're right. We all look, not we all, but I think most of us are guilty at least at some point looking at the Bible from our Oh, American I do it all the lens. time. You can't, you can't help yourself. Yeah, because right? that's it's the way easy. we were raised. I mean, well, with our little yeah. felt boards and I mean, we can't help it. That's yeah. how, yeah. Felt boards. It's like we have to be un, unlearned. I don't yes, know. Yes, you do. Yeah. You have to unlearn. Yeah. yeah. That's the first 15 years of my my journey was unlearning. Mm. And there was a lot to unlearn. Mm. That's some good lessons right there. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. again and as we said we have matthias sovine in the studio today (laughs) (laughs) and 
Matthias, if you haven't listened to our program before, we always ask, and I kind of already think I know where you're from, but where are you born? Where were you born? <laughs> More like it. Where are you born? <laughs> As if you did you it every born? day. <laughs> <laughs> I was not born in Medina. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Medina, but he didn't say Medina County. Medina County. I was not born in Medina County. Okay, cool. Um, Uh, I was born in Maslin, Ohio. Okay, cool. Maslin. And I grew up Mm -hmm. right on the edge of Jackson Township and uh, I don't know, Winnells around there, Canton. Canton area. Maslin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canton area. Cool. So that's south uh, on 77. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys live there? When you grew up? Yeah. Oh. I lived there for the first seven years of my life. Oh. And we moved. All right. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. So wait. So your older brother went to Jackson High School? Or middle school? Middle or? school, I think. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's middle okay. school. And there's three boys? Yes. Yep. So I was born six minutes after my brother. Oh, you're a twin. No yeah, way. Twin. I always thought you were the oldest. No. Nope. I'm shocked. <laughs> you have an oldest vibe, but go ahead. I, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I'm actually in the youngest in my family. And then my sister is um, then the next oldest, and then my older brother. So, ah. yeah. And they both went, I think my sister made it to, she started in fifth grade at Wadsworth, mm-hmm. so... She went through elementary school uh, in Jackson. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So seventh grade was when you moved to Wadsworth? Or not seventh grade, when you were seven. Yes. Yeah, I just turned seven, moved in 2006, and started first grade. Well, when it... You were seven in 2006. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks that's cute. <laughs> I don't know, that is not what I was thinking. I was just thinking... Man, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Actually, how <laughs> yeah. old's your dad? Uh, Do you know? 50. I'm old enough to be your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easily. Uh, I could be his dad. Let's see here. Oh, don't worry about it. 54? Todd, maybe? he's just messing with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, we're really close to the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, was he born in 67? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 No, yep, that's right. Wow. Okay, so you're a twin. So, so he did you he be 53? I'm a very 53. detailed person. You'll oh, figure that out. Okay, so you're a twin. So your mom knew when she was pregnant that she was having twins? Yes. Like, yep. that was not a surprise? Nope. And then you were born. And how, what's it? So I'm sure you get it all the time, the whole twin thing. So you're fr- fraternal? Yes, very not much. Identical. And, and explain that one. I don't get those two straight. So fraternal? identical, we look, we would look alike. Um, fraternal, you don't look alike. So a common fraternal is a boy and a girl that are twins. But okay. So, so that's, don't, that means two separate eggs. Is that how that works? I, I think, think so. so. The, other my dad's one, identical. the other one I believe is a split. A split egg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. And we are the same way personality-wise. We are fraternal, very much. Yeah. Very different. Very different. Wow. 
Yeah. Do, do you feel, because so my dad's an identical twin, and they we joke that they have their own language and they have these all these wacky doodle connections. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that, that twin thing, whatever that is, or is it just like, this is the only thing I've ever known, so I really don't know if it's a thing? Yeah, like, com- I mean, comparing to my other siblings, yeah. and I would definitely say that. There's a thing. There's a thing. And that's fine. Yeah. What is what is the thing? I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> read each other's minds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a fraternal twin too. Yeah. Can you? That's read, right. I you, forgot. Jamie's a twin too. Yeah. So is it a? You just have no. You know when you look at each other, there's kind of like a yeah, I get it type thing. I or? think for me, it's more just a special bond. Yeah. I really. Okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's really all it is because you've been told your ho- whole life how special it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, identical twins, just from experience, I see that they seem to have a different relationship than fraternal twins. Yes. And it's probably because they've grown up looking exactly the same, and that's just the way things work. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very special and unique, and um, and they're made to think that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Has there ever been a twin that didn't think they were special? <laughs> no, that's the question. Twin. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure my dad and his brother think they're special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a twin. Well, there's well, something special about not being twins, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, gosh. I totally hijacked. No. Okay. Anyway. You get a lot of that. I, yeah. I, went, I uh, went to school elementary through, I think, middle. No. Uh, at CIS is when it changed. My elementary school, there were five other sets of twins. Oh, no way! Um, only wow. one identical. The identical ones are some of my best friends. So. Really? How about that? Yeah. That's pretty wild. Did you guys have a club? <laughs> no, but uh, we, it, we did a lot of like younger versus older twins. Oh! <gasps> Uh, oh, that's cool. And I like sports. Did you guys pull? Oh, well, you're not identical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather was a twin, identical, and he and his brother would pull all kinds of crazy yeah. pranks on people. Yeah. No, that would never work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're not the same. Yeah, they did. They did this. I'll just throw this one in there. They were coaches on opposed at opposing high schools. No oh they switched. <laughs> they switched. No way. That's, That's awesome. awesome. They were, they were yeah. football coaches, and oh they switched. Gosh. They switched teams for one game. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and they got away with it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Isn't that That's crazy? Like the ultimate. I yes. know. I know. That's so awesome. Did you ever go to Youngs or uh, Twinsburg to the uh, Twins? No, I've heard. I um, I've been to the. Uh, Twinsburg Alliance Church, which oh, okay. is called New Destiny, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but they, um, they always talked about it when we were there because yeah. it's in Twinsburg. And, yeah, but yeah. Never. We weren't. We weren't like, let's do this twin thing. Like, right. we're the same thing. <laughs> 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 I mean, we did that sometimes, but uh, it got old pretty quick. So. <laughs> Did your, you mean your parents made you do it because they no. Oh, okay. You actually chose to do some of it. Yeah, some of it we didn't choose. Um, <laughs> but it got old pretty. <laughs> but now we don't. I mean, even attire totally different. Yeah. So yeah. Huh? 
He he understands fashion to a whole new level. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're an engineer, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it, it has that played out. He's very much not an engineer type. I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there is uh, <laughs> no huge, mistaking a huge, huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So there's been conflict, but also a lot of like cheering each other on and uh, and the different things. So. Cool. I mean, that's kind of cool then to be yeah. when you are just different. That kind of, mm-hmm. I would think, is more helpful than if you were like both vying for the same things. Yeah. Yeah. I think we learned um, probably in elementary school, he was the more athletic. I was the one that was better at school. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I did uh, sports for a while like mm-hmm. until middle school. Um, like on teams with him, but then after that, I was like, I hate losing to him. Like, <laughs> like my family is very competitive, and to have and to always be in the same sport and always having him always be better. I, <laughs> but he he feels that way in other things. So so you made a wise, mature decision and just got out. Yep, I did. Of, and you're like, of, I'm gonna go be smart. That's of fine. Dragging yourself <laughs> through the mire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just smart. just to honor the twins, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just to honor the twins. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Cool. So you grew up and went to middle school in CIS? Yep. Then what? Well, we got to start way back. Okay. Uh, oh, let's do that. Let's do not, not in the 1100s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He's been listening to the podcast. Yeah, I have. Um, but Mr. Loose. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom and Nick both inspired me to go a little bit further back. Um, (laughs) So Christianity kind of enters into my family uh, and my grandparents on both sides. Um, So my grandma, my grandma, so my dad's mom was a Christian in her family. And my grandpa, in order to date my grandma, was going to have had to go to church. Mm. Um, so that's that kind of story and <laughs> but my grandpa grew up in a very um, broken home like he oh, wow. like very very broken and uh, almost every Thanksgiving we knew this thing going around the table and you say one thing you're thankful for and this is almost always the same every time we do it uh, he's thankful for the turn which he mm. considers the turn in his family, like being the first. Um, so, wow, that's that. Because you know, you just see uh, based on the next story, like how much God changes in even one generation. Mm. So, my mom's side, um, my mom didn't grow up. Uh, her neither one of her parents were Christians until. I don't, I don't know how old, but um, and they became Christians after she was born. Mm. And um, yeah, so my on my mom's side, there's um, a few people that are in ministry. Uh, on my dad's side, uh, every one of his siblings is in ministry. Wow. Um, so. All CMA. Uh, well. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Uh, my aunt is not necessarily. Um, she does. Uh, she became a missionary two or three years ago. So oh, wow. 
Wow. And, um, yeah, my grandpa was a pastor uh, in the Alliance, so my dad said, and he was a professor at Tacoa um, as well. So Wow. Yeah. That is For those amazing. of you that don't know Tacoa, Falls College is a CMA, Christian Missionary Alliance College yeah. in Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Yeah. 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 Well, not in Atlanta. Well, near in Atlanta. Tico- in Tacoa Falls. Yeah, yeah. Tacoa yeah. Falls. Okay, near yeah. Atlanta, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours, close enough. So it's in Georgia, guys. <laughs> it's in yeah. Georgia. North yeah. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's, near, it's in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just, I think that's a, a good story to tell because yeah. it, I always find it so impactful. Like if you lean one person to Christ, you don't know what that means yeah. for yes. the people that follow, the generations that follow. So That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so back to being born. I... Um, my dad was a pastor when I was born and that plays a role and I was also born with a cleft lip and palate Um, and I'll just I'm going to go through what that means in my life and then I'll jump back to this because the surgeries kind of would be I'd be talking about them a lot and it would just be choppy but um, so a cleft lip and palate uh, the best way to describe it you are born, um, it usually comes from malnutrition. Most likely, uh, you see it a lot in Africa or malnutrition. Uh, I'm wondering too, what, did, what would the word be? Malnutrition. Malnourished. Malnourished. Oh, there okay. we go. Um, we found it. Like cultures or things like that. And yeah. So, uh, most likely because I'm a twin, but they... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Basically, you have a hole in your palate, so that's the top of your mouth, uh, and through your lip. So if you ever, like, see, like, Samaritan Purse magazines yeah. and they mm-hmm. have that, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads to 21 years of, uh, it, at least in the U.S., you have 21 years of, here's what we, like, this laid out plan of how Is that you, consistent? Really? Uh, it's... Yeah, it, they pretty much have a plan, but it varies depending on gender. It varies depending on a few different things. Obviously, there's differences. Um, wow. But yeah, I wrapped that up two year a uh, year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably because of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, wow, that's nuts. I, I had no guess. idea that Me they either, have a whole yeah. plan for it. Yes. I remember that after that last surgery, Me too. You had yeah. the yeah. difference, the yeah. change in you, yeah. I know, was very profound. Yeah. 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 So I, um, that's twenty late. I mean, high twenties or low thirties in the number of surgeries. Um, Gosh. So. They, they come and go a lot at the beginning, um, and as I got older, progressively larger surgeries, but... Less frequent. Less frequent. Yeah. Um, so, that whole thing plays a pretty major role, which I'll get to, but um, long story short, I like they were all saying, I... Um, I ended with a jaw surgery and they moved my jaw 17 millimeters. So, which is like <coughs> almost two centimeters. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. almost yeah. two centimeters. Um, so, which way? Uh, they moved only my upper jaw 
that, and they moved it forward. Wow. Yeah, so <clears throat> I had a huge undermite, and it was a process of six weeks. So I. How do they move your jaw? Your upper jaw? I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could, yeah, I could see the lower jaw. Yeah. How do they move the upper one? Yeah, so they came up, they used a newer technique, and which is why, like, normally after surgeries, I, like, go do things. I can't do everything, but I'll, like, go to things. Um, I would have passed out had I seen, like, myself, and I wasn't in that. But <laughs> they basically um, attach, this is really gross for people that don't hear this very often. It would be gross to me. If I didn't limit my um, two screws through both my nostrils, like one through each, and then every day I turn it and it breaks my jaw. No, you had to way. do that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, <laughs> I didn't do it, but my brother and my dad did. Oh my um, god. So what you're doing is your jaw when you when you break your jaw, your brain sends uh, signals to send the, like, the building materials of bone wow. to that, um, to that site. No so, like, naturally. Yeah, so it's like, pour, it's like pouring concrete, but you're just opening up a little bit more, letting it. So you it crack s- the concrete, spread it apart, and you pour more in. Yeah. And you crack yeah. it again, yeah. spread it apart, yeah. pour more in. But That's your brain crazy. is automatic. Your body's making it. Yeah. So That's nuts. You, I know. What the heck? Yeah, so they put that device in, and I did that twice a day for six weeks. Ugh. Um, was, it, was it painful? Yeah. You, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, duh. I right? Was, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, duh. Right? It was, it was, it was painful, but not like... Um, you weren't screaming like you were in labor? Oh no, I I have I don't think I don't remember the last time I screened in. You have quite a in pain, for yeah. pain, I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah, it it was like hard, but it wasn't. I think most people would think it was extremely excruciating, excruciating, but right. I didn't. Um, it was just a lot of pressure. Like you can, it's like having your ears like pop, but oh, wow. like you're feeling it in your bone, like oh, so. So you yeah. might be going there, but what if you chose to not do that? What would the out like? What would your future look like? Is it a bad thing or? Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. So you can't. A lot of people, I probably look like most people if they didn't know I had that, probably would have no idea. Yeah, I would. No, they I would, they I may agree. notice the scar during the summer or things like that, but they would have no right. idea compared. Compared to most uh, mm. cases, mm. because a lot of cases they stop, and fortunately, uh, um, my family was able to always provide for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right, right, right. And so, like in Africa or things like that, they do a lot of the early surgeries, mm-hmm. and then people just they stop, and you just grow up. You know, like that's really interesting because. They do massive fundraisers for cleft palates for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, I would have never known it was a 20-year process. 
Yeah. I look at it totally different now. Yeah. yeah. I would have assumed it was like something they do when you're born and you're done. Uh, yeah. I thought it was just yeah. one surgery. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. How that's silly so naive you feel now. Because yeah. as you grow, your skull is changing yeah. so much. Yeah. Right? So a lot and even some things were to like my jaw surgery. I had um, two surgeries after that. Um, both to fix things that my jaw surgery broke. Oh. Um. Wow. So, Which I'm assuming they figured would happen. Yeah. Um. So thing. So I've had revisions done. Um. Because of growth, but a lot of it. Um. With the jaw mainly, it affects speech. It affects eating. Um. I mean. Taste. Uh. Not ne- not necessarily, but appearance very much. Very much so. Um. I have, a lot, I have a lot of people from high school that don't know who I am. That don't recognize yeah. you, yeah. Uh, and that was even before mass. So, <laughs> and it's just like... I didn't was, recognize you when I first I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant after that surgery, I, yeah. it took a yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! How was that for you? Yeah, was that trippy? Basically a new phase. Uh, it still is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I still look at myself and it's very... Really? Like, like I can... It's very noticeable to me, especially in pictures, mm-hmm. um, which is a self-conscious thing that I spent a lot of time. Like, I hate my picture being taken. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting over that slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I notice my, because my jaw would hang down um, by, like, default. Mm-hmm. Like, Practically, you and Melissa and Keith all pretty much have your mouth closed, mm-hmm. closed right Actually, now. I have a heavy bottom lip, you guys. So note for the audio, my <laughs> mouth is usually <laughs> hanging open because my family always calls me on it. Yeah, I'm always like, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. But my like, <laughs> like you can you can see my tongue or things like, like it's it was that low, mm. and that's that's its resting position. Mm. So in like pictures where I'm in the background, I notice that or like other things i would notice that um and now it's noticing all of the changes mm. so it's still well you look great yeah thanks, thanks. it's crazy yeah. to, to, to know you've been through that much man yeah it's insane yeah so now you're you're done with surgeries uh as I, far as the, you know the only thing that i have left which i don't really consider a surgery uh is an implant um so in the cleft site uh, which is right where my um, scar is. Uh, there's a missing tooth that there's a baby tooth there. I lost it, and the tooth usually, in most cases, never comes back. Mm-hmm. Like the adult tooth never comes in. So I um, have to get that done. So mm-hmm. and that's uh, probably nothing, huh? You're like, yeah, yeah. You no you knew that in a doctor's office. You're not going into a, a hospital, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So did you know we dwell on this for this long? <laughs> Uh, I figured it might be. <laughs> it's really interesting. I, yeah. I've yeah. never known this much about it. So yeah. that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so now we at can what, go back. At what <laughs> point in time in your life in the early years do you finally figure out that you're sick and tired of going to surgery? Um, Was there a moment where it just became a like a burden in the soul? I think that's probably high school, actually. High school. Wow, it took that long. Yeah. Um, to be, um, I knew it was going to be that long. Um, 
But I guess, like, as the years go by, you don't realize, like, I mean, now I look back and it seems like it went super fast. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. when you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to be done for another seven years, mm-hmm. you're like, this is hopeless. Like, and I am very content with things um, pretty quick. So, uh, I don't mind change, but if I'm the one where I'm like, well, I have to do this, and then that's going to put me out of this for a while, or things like that. So, I think I became tired at that point, and it became, and those sur- a lot of those surgeries are, you don't have to do them. Like, you, like, they're, they're elective. Re- yeah, they, you, oh, wow. you, they're recommended, um, like, the jaw surgery is very recommended. I always knew that one was coming. Um, but just to, a lot of them are, hey, there's this that we see. Because I go to a thing, actually, I had my last appointment last week. Um, that I went go to every year, and I meet all of these physicians, and they suggest things and talk about the next step in the process. If you If you want to get the best out of right all of that. So I think somewhere in middle school I probably became tired of of another one and they know in the scariest part about surgeries is always the operating room. And that day, um, when I the mask that they put on is probably one of the most terrifying things in my life. Um mm-hmm. I still Oh, I can't imagine. I've uh, got a phobia at the dentist. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know what that would be like. Yeah. Maybe from the last surgery you had? No, this is just from. In the last two surgeries I had, um, they did like an IV. Oh, okay. And I would much rather do an IV than have it. I, like, I'm terrified. Every time, like, I can't breathe or feel like uh, my mouth is covered up, I just go back there. Mm. Or, like, when I'm, like, like s- trying to sleep in a. And, like, in the next room over, people are talking. It, like, reminds me oh. of, as you're going, as you're being put to sleep, like, really? the people talking in the operating room. And, um, Gosh. So I've had some pretty crazy, ex- <laughs> crazy experiences right before I go to sleep, too. So, mm. um, but when I would wake up, uh, despite uh, any of the pain, I always knew I could do it. And I became very good at this is what I have to do in order to get out of here as fast as I can. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, That's crazy. So, like, after um, after one surgery, I think I had Sprite and, wa- you, Sprite and water was always, like, my go-to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because you can't have Sprite completely because it can burn. Um, but I didn't want to just have water. Um, <laughs> and anything cold when just, like, like, I don't like ice cream uh, really anymore because I, m- I'm very sensitive to it. Uh, um, mm. and yeah, you probably had that down to a routine, right? Yeah. So I was Surgery's like, over. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> give me water. that. Give me this. Let's do it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I knew, yeah. like, I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get this much out of my system <laughs> before they say, you can go home now. So... <laughs> I'm like, where's the where's the drink that I gotta get you <laughs> right away? Yeah. Um, He's like a celebrity. When I wake up, I, <laughs> I want this. I want this. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here in an hour, man. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's, that was a, a part of the process that... Yeah. Just a note... Uh, throughout the story that that's going on in the uh, background in the background it yeah. doesn't I mean there are a lot of like relying on Jesus in faith and a lot of quiet moments that I experience like when I'm in pain at night like I mean like laying on my back uh, after a surgery and that, that those moments I connected with God a lot but they're not uh, hugely the surgeries themselves are not important as much as the whole process was. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So you didn't have any, like, serious surgeries where things went off the rails. Most of them were pretty standard. and. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they would change things for a while. Like, I kind of, I semi had to learn. The weirdest thing about my jaw surgery is I had to, like, trying to talk again. Oh, wow. Like, like you're trying to... Yeah, because everybody, everything's shaped different inside now? Yeah, so you're you're working on pronouncing things. I'm like, do I have to relearn how to do everything? Like, <laughs> oh say gosh. everything again? It wasn't like... It wasn't that bad, but it was kind of... It was interesting. Sure. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... So, back, crazy. Back to... Jackson, uh, so I lived there for seven years. Um, was a pastor's kid. Um, oh, we got a pastor's kid. A PK. Yeah, Another PK. One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys that's, are that's both twins. You're both story, pastor right? kids. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that's just my dad was a pastor in Canton, and then. Uh, we move in 2006 because he gets a new uh, job as a church planter uh, for the Christian Missionary Alliance. Um, and he, and that's, the office is in Wadsworth. So we moved to Wadsworth um, and everyone besides my dad basically adopts, well, my dad does, but adopts freshwater is like the home church. Um, <laughs> but for the first few years, we did a lot of traveling on those Sundays, so we like go with him to the churches. Mm. Now he does a lot of that by himself or with my mom. Um, so yeah, that was kind of why we moved, and um, that's kind of where life begins almost. So. I uh, go to Wadsworth schools from first grade to twelfth grade, um, but uh, second grade is kind of where another. Ath- There's a lot of aspects of my life. You'll figure that out. <laughs> um, hopefully, I'll wrap it up well. But um, <laughs> one of them is um, being smart. Um, <laughs> Wicked smart, for the record. I uh, re- I really do not like the word smart. Uh, I would I don't think I will ever tell my kids that they're smart. Really? Oh, this is gonna get so interesting. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I may tell them that they're intelligent in some things, but I think uh, having the label smart uh, means uh, things that I don't think it should, uh, because there's a creative intelligence that I do not have. Mm. But there are people that are very cr- like Keith over here. 
Like he's creatively intelligent. And there's emotional intelligence. Emotional. So I always try to tell my which husband. Which I have emotional. nothing. In I'm an that emotional right. genius. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm an I never get credit moron. for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're oh, right. That's I really love good. This. Yeah. Yeah. So he's our new uh, leader of the podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Um, my it begins. I was trying to think yesterday um, when I was thinking through this what what it kind of started with and I'm just going to guess it's something in math um, and I'm going to guess that it was multiplication tables in second grade that I learned like people started using that label of you're smart. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I would finish before everyone. I would... Um, Did you guys play around the world? I got to ask where you would go around the classroom and like you would go to the person and whoever got the answer right gets to go to the next person and then no. I know. Because I'm <laughs> sure if you ever played that, that you would have won. I wonder yeah. if they had the, the new math then. Oh. Yeah, so I, I didn't grow up with that. Um, my my sister at Jackson, um, my sister is also very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, very intelligent in different ways. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so she she was closer. My brother was in high school. Um, I mean, he was in middle school when we moved here. So uh, he doesn't play a whole lot of role in my early life um, until he went to college, really. Um, and now we're really good friends. But um, just the... I was like always faster than everyone and always this. Um, but in third and fourth grade, when you're, there's a, there's another part of education and that's the literature part. Mm. So I'm good at math and science and memorization and, um, but literature is where I uh, experience the most downfall uh, because I can't, um, I can't speak well. And I can't, uh, I'm always catching my breath because of things due to my cleft lip. Mm. So, so that affects the way you write. Yeah. Interesting. So mm. I, early on when it would come to reading, uh, I would find myself reading and knowing the word that I was about to read, but I would pause mid-sentence. And it can be like the word because. And I know what the word is, but I've I've completely lost all of my breath. And so some person in the class would say, because. Because they're, and they're doing it to be kind. They're not like, they're not like, he doesn't know what the word because is. They're doing it. They think they're helping. They think they're helping. Um. And I never was like mad at people. Well, I was mad in the moment, but um, <laughs> but then I would like catch it, and then I keep reading, and I always felt not smart because of that. Um, so there's this. I'm good at everything else, um, and when it would come, like when it came to tests and things like that, I was always like when it was a reading or literature or something like that, I was usually like closer to the end when it came to math and history history or 
science. I was like the first one done and always erased to be the first one done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I always race to not be the last <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. And if I was ever the first done, it's because I just put C, 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 yeah. C, C, C. Yeah. There was actually a thing I had to work on in high school where if I didn't finish first, I didn't think I did well. Wow. wow. And you put all that pressure on yourself? Yeah. Wow. Um, luckily for myself and, well, probably not for my pride because that, that skyrockets. But um, <laughs> the um, I, I did usually finish first, um, which is not necessarily a good thing. Um, and... So then that's third and fourth, that's elementary school, then you go to CIS, and at CIS, I still remember the day, um, I am on a bus, and uh, I'm sitting in the back, towards the back, and this kid who, I mean, he looks, he looks smart, um, (laughs) he's just got that type of stereotype, um, to his appearance and so he is making his way back and um we he and I end up inviting him to sit with me um just because I had an open seat and things like that and he's in the grade above me and um he has a periodic table that he's memorizing um <laughs> uh, with him <laughs> 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 Things that Jamie would never say. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, so it's like periodic table war. <laughs> like so giving each other the stink eye. <laughs> so I um I start learning it too. Oh. With yeah. him? With him over the next few weeks. Uh, memorizing it. Huh. And so I get to Termium, which is the 65th element, and basically stop. I can oh get there. Did so you have to use a song? Like, how did you memorize it? You just no, did? Just did it. I would so, need a song. So, do you have a photographic memory? Uh, photographic in the sense of I can, yes and no. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, perfectly remember, but I can. In, like, when I was in high school for history, like, before to study for something, I would like look at a. After I was done, uh, I would open up my textbook and just flip through the pages and look at each page for about three seconds, and not and just to get what was on that, like read the headings, mm-hmm. and then like a picture, and oh so when I would take a test, I would just flip, Re- reread the back. book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like so, about what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's amazing. But not what, like, what a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. Um, it's also painful when yeah. you remember uh, things that are painful. Um, because it's probably pretty vivid, right? Yeah, yeah. So I um, and there are things like I know if I wanted to remember that moment, I can. Um, I can think about it in a certain way and like almost store it so that I can bring that back uh, kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But. Um, Sorry, periodic table. Yeah, periodic table. <laughs> and that leads to a lot of pride very quickly. Um, 
I remember first day of sixth grade, I asked my uh, teacher, are we going to talk about the periodic table? (laughs) (laughs) No one else in the class knows what the periodic table is. Um, And so a lot of that. Um, or like I was, I wanted, because of reading, I wanted to make sure that people knew mm-hmm. that that wasn't, that I wasn't not smart. Mm-hmm. I oh, want, so you're trying to offset that. Yeah, I'm trying to offset that. Oh, and, wow. uh, I do that. I, I do that and I hurt a lot of people doing that. Um, wow. a lot of like, wow, you scored that on that or like Mm. like I wanted everyone on the first few days of school every year to know that I was the smartest one in the class Mm. by either asking the teacher something that the teacher didn't know or asking or like making sure that uh, I was the first one done and like Are fir- you a norm related? Because there's I a bit of a I was just thinking about that. There's yeah. similarity. Have you guys talked there. about this? No, no. You yeah. should. But I listened to his. I listened to <laughs> yeah, his he, story. His, yeah, his, his, his similar things. Yeah. So, um, a lot of a lot of pride there, uh, and a lot of hurting people. Um, basically, to give you a sense, this kind of develops more in middle school, uh, which I'll just jump to next, but, um. I am a numbers person, um, and I uh, viewed people uh, as numbers on a spreadsheet or names on a spreadsheet, even family. Uh, I realized that when I was like basically a senior in high school that I did that. Well, I realized I realized the pride piece and the other thing, like viewing people as numbers, actually after high school, but. Not the pride piece, sorry. But the, um, like the best way to, I want, I just want to get a good, yeah, I want to get a good picture. Tell me more, yes. I'm thinking of like, um, like a movie where all these numbers are right. floating around. I'm thinking of how we, I just had a conversation the other day with my daughter about how we give numbers personalities, but I don't think that's where you're going with this, so go ahead. Yeah. So, um, the best way that I can give an example is, you, um, I always think of like Sherlock Holmes or Tony Stark or like some like smart person that's on a TV show or in a movie. And the way that they treat people is as if they're a part of some plan that they have. Mm. Or they treat them as a puzzle to solve. Or like <laughs> on a chessboard. Yeah. Like yeah. Pieces. Yeah. Your pieces on a chessboard. Yeah. Um, and so, no one has extreme value. Um, I don't tell a whole lot of people this, and now I'm going to tell a ton of people this. <laughs> but which piece am I? <laughs> we are all in pawns. your grand plan. <laughs> all pawns in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a fear that really hit me in high school uh, that someone close to me. I'm not, luckily I've never had this happen to me. Uh, someone close to me passed away, like even family, and not caring at all because it's just like losing 
a piece in chat, like a some data, fawn, data a fawn, or something. Yeah, losing some data. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even like family. So that's the closest relationships. Wow. Like, that's how I'm viewing people uh, at that point. And Do you, is that you? You said that that you think that's something of a pride thing. Do you think that that's looking back on it? Is that coming from a fear? Is it coming from the fear of being seen as not smart or not capable because of your condition on your lip and Yeah. Um I think it I think there is fear. Um it's fear in like we were talking earlier about the emotional intelligence. I am zip. Um, <laughs> and, um it no, is, I feel smart. Thank you, Matthias. <laughs> You're intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is. It is not letting. Um, I don't. I still don't trust emotions very much. Um, emotional people. I like. You're just being emotional about that. Why are you? It, That's what my husband would say. He'll be like, "Oh, what is it, feelings?" <laughs> Yeah. That's what he'll say. <laughs> yeah. But but when you are a really emotional person, yeah. that can become like an obstacle to overcome because you identify so much with your emotions that they they can tend to be on the throne instead of the truth of of God. So I can see where you could yeah. you know uh, Yeah, it's well it's in any intelligence if it's mm-hmm. overemphasized becomes yeah. a pride, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So no there I think there's this this fear of going into emotions and going into some area that's vulnerable because okay. my mind like to, to me at that point my mind is not vulnerable mm. like so that's that's okay. so that's the link to why you're everybody's on a graph and has a number because that's you can manage that with your mind you don't have to manage it emotionally yeah mm. it's like it's like not letting anyone have access yeah, right. because you, you know so yeah. you're just viewing them from the outside. So. Yeah. Keeps you far away from them. Protected. Huh? Yeah. 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 And so I'm going to actually pause where I'm at um, and go spiritual uh, and church. So um, I, smart comes from school, being a good kid, church and mm. school. Um, I am a rule follower. Um, I am. <laughs> um, so the same thing happens in uh, Sunday school of like knowing the answers, of uh, raising my hand, of um, you know, like just different things. Like, and people would say, "Wow, you're a great kid," or mm-hmm. "You follow the rules," and so. That becomes another piece of pride. Yeah. Um, and when you're smart and good, you pretty much have it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like that's how I lived. I lived with those two, um, with those two things. And like, it wasn't just uh, affirmation at Freshwater. It would be when we, when we would go to different churches with my dad or... Mm-hmm. Like going to events like general council or like just things like that. Um, and that comes from 
and that's just not that's not just family. That's um, mm-hmm. even people outside of my family. Um, and so I always aspired to be like that. Always aspired to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you have quite a big network, right? Like yeah. your dad knows a lot of people, so a lot of yeah. people probably know you. Yeah. Yeah. And how did it? How did your identity show up in your family? Like. Like I'm thinking of, you know, my own children and, and who shows up as what and who and everybody's kind of got, even though you don't put labels on your kids, everybody, you know, this one's the funny one and this one's the smart. And so how, how did that, how did that look in the scheme for kids? Right. Yeah. Uh, I probably was going to make a lot of money and be the smartest and, um, yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, <laughs> and so, so like that, like not, I don't think those things weren't pounded as a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's what was said. Like that was when we, like when we would talk as just siblings, mm-hmm. it was always Matthias is going to make the money. And it still is kind of. <laughs> Matthias is going to make the money. My older brother is going to invest the money. Oh yeah. My uh sister's gonna watch all the kids <laughs> and um And your twin, twin will wear all the clothes from the money you <laughs> <made>. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll he is a handyman, fix things, design things. Mm. He has the emotional and uh, and creative intelligence that I don't have. Mm. Um and he would do that. Uh-huh. Um So that's kind of I guess is that what you're looking yes, for? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and so that's to play those two roles. Uh, would you say that? Up, would you say that up to that point, there was an acknowledgement of Jesus, but not really necessarily a thriving relationship yet? Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot to mention that I accepted Jesus when I was like four. Uh, I still, I remember that moment. Um, I remember a lot of moments. I may stop saying that, but um, just it was always uh, reading my Bible here and there, and I am a good kid by reading my Bible, and I am. So yeah, me. You're an obedient son. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm into the church and ministry thing. Yeah. Like I I get a thrill from stacking chairs at the end of second service. Oh. Like like I love ministry and I think part of it is growing up. Like as a pastor's kid and doing that. Which is great because that may not be the case for a lot of pastor's kids like yeah. that scene. Yeah. But <laughs> you're um, and you're always like the last person to leave and things like that. So you, you understand, I enjoyed that yeah. probably. Um, well, yeah, I enjoyed that compared to my other siblings. I don't know all of their thoughts on all of that, but yeah. They have their stories. Maybe they'll come on one day and tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that is, that is me. Uh, up until, and Keith, you brought up a good point of like a relationship with Jesus, um, because it enters in, 
in the summer between 7th and 8th grade. Uh, and it happens because uh, I have my first exposure to pornography mm-hmm. in uh, middle school. And um, so, and to relate that to the viewing people as numbers, mm-hmm. like, it quickly became that, like, I mean, pornography does that in general to right. anyone. It objectifies. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm already objectif- objectified all people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think part of that is um, puberty and growing and yeah. you're, you're feeling that way. So lust enters the picture. Mm-hmm. And um I real I quickly realized this is like this isn't like just taking a car or telling a small lie kind of thing. No all sin is the same, but um so I'm thankful to God that it wasn't like um I'm going to run from God while while this mm. while I do this. So um, I developed a deep uh, dependence on God because of it. Mm-hmm. So it's always my relationship became um, sin, um, so pornography, lust, uh, arrogance, and pride. Those were those were the things. So it's all of those things. So if they occurred on it daily, weekly basis, it was then spend time with Jesus. And it wasn't always spend time with Jesus to feel better. It was, I know Jesus is the only person that can solve this. Mm -hmm. And I'm so great, I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, those things, um, yeah, they kind of eat That's so interesting to me that you're, you're, you, you can honestly say you have zip in the emotional intelligence realm but you have the intelligence to recognize that only through relationship with jesus are you going to find right. an answer so but you, you don't let shame be so, the divider yeah so you're you have enough intelligence to recognize that relationally emotionally you've mm-hmm. got to go to jesus so yeah. what a what an interesting irony there yeah. yeah and to know that he can keep going back yeah yeah right. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's points where... Did you have that with people? No. Any people, a period? No. Parents? Nope. Siblings? Nope. I wow, am, that's I, amazing. I am very much... Um, it's a, this is a huge part of the story, um, but um, I am very much alone and fine with that when I'm younger. Uh, all the way until after I graduate from high school. That fascinates me. Um, Everything about him fascinates <laughs> me. But, like, <laughs> I, like I can have this conversation, but uh-huh. emotionally and what I feel on the inside, completely alone. Isolated, yeah. Yeah, and I'm fine with that because I'm protected. I'm I'm protecting myself. I get you, man. So, I get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it, but it's fascinating. It. Uh, yeah. I can't relate at all. <laughs> Yeah, when you have when you don't have the emotional intelligence, you learn to survive on your your soul and your mind. Yeah, 
you know, oh, if you I don't had to survive me. on that, Lord help us all. I know I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. You just you become patternized. You, yeah, you get you build patterns around your life, and the patterns become the thing that minister your soul. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I actually have that written down. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you guys not, are not freaking me out. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Getting patternized. Yeah. So then, um. Pornography becomes a huge, like, not a huge thing yet, but it, it continually goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not unconfessed either. So I've, I've confessed it to parents. I've confessed it to youth group leaders. Um, and um, I get to... Can I ask you guys this, though? You're men. Do you think <laughs> the problem with pornography isn't that it's a problem but it's so even people in the church i've heard people in the church not our church say like it's okay i mean a lot of men genuinely think it's okay it's just a normal guy thing so really outside your own conviction of the lord and if you have people you're accountable to Nobody else is thinking it's wrong everybody else is doing it they are they are i mean the fact that it wasn't right so being a man i don't know any Christians that would say that, but yeah. I do know that uh, most of the secular world, female and male, right, would say it's, it's normal. just natural. It's totally yeah. normal. I actually yeah. have a story that shocked me um, with that. I was waiting. Uh, this is in college. I'm waiting to go into a classroom, and the professor hadn't, hadn't unlocked the door yet. Um, and so we're just out in this hallway. And people are, it's a busy hallway. And some of my classmates are talking about pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that they're watching, like, audibly. Like, you can hear it down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. how, how is that even, like, right? I, how is it so normal to well, that's what talk I'm saying. about it? Out, well, like, that's yeah. my, yeah. Do- I mean, my youngest is 13 now. And her last year on the bus, was, last, was it last year even? Year before last? Anyway. Like, I remember calling the school because, hey, there's a kid watching porn on the bus mm. and my child is being exposed. So yeah. so it, even the mere fact that you weren't exposed till seventh grade, they say the average boy is exposed yeah. by age 10. Yeah. Well, with smartphones now. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's just no parameters. Yeah. I mean, it's just a free yeah. for all. And that, um, I do a lot. So I'm a part of a campus ministry in Akron. Um and that's almost every uh, guy that I meet, mm-hmm. like younger than me. And it's just like that is insane. That's it's, their struggle, it's a, you mean, a, or that's well, okay both, with them? Both, well, not okay with them. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a plague on the country. Yeah, yeah. right. On yeah. the culture, yeah. I would say. Right. It's, yeah, it's become so normalized, mm-hmm. and it is the worst thing that you can do to your soul. Right. Yeah. Because it's the very thing you're talking about when you talk about putting numbers on people mm-hmm. because you've really turned them into uh, a solution to something instead of yeah. really starting to understand male and female and their roles in the heavenly purpose of everything. Yeah. It's it's so destructive to everything God made. Yeah. 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 And... Yeah, so, like, with that, like, the whole reliance on God and going back to God for things, my, I wouldn't say this 100%, but my relationship semi-grows 
obviously there's sin in my life that I haven't got rid of, but my relationship grows with Jesus uh, during this whole time mm-hmm. because it's it is going back to Jesus of like Jesus take us away, like mm-hmm. always hoping for the like snap of a finger, mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't ever occur. Um, and so I get to arrogance, pride, good kid, uh, smart, lust in pornography meets um, going on a tr- going on a mission trip uh, to Guatemala, uh, right? Between, I'm so mad that I don't know this, and I might figure it out while we're talking. Um, <laughs> it's either between eighth grade and ninth grade, or it's ninth grade and tenth grade. Um, but I believe it's ninth and tenth grade. Actually, I'm almost 100% sure. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of those. Um, <laughs> and so the church youth group is going on a trip to Guatemala. And, um, long story short, my passport comes two days late. Two days after they leave, my passport comes. So I don't go on the trip. And then all, and I knew basically, so Len shows up at my house on Saturday and they're leaving on uh, Monday. Uh, is that right? Lunches at my house on Friday. They're leaving on Sunday. And um, he says, like, he's, like, basically talking me through, like, it's okay to be mad at God. Mm. Um, like, God's big enough to take care of this. And he's said those same things when I've had surgeries uh, since he's known me. This is Len the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... I basically knew it wasn't going to come. And if it was coming on Sunday, then I could get a, a flight out later on Sunday and go. Um, it doesn't come until Tuesday. And so I don't go. Um, and I asked God the question, why? Um, and that, that trip, missing that trip, made me one of the most impactful things in my walk with Jesus. Wow. Wow. Um, and so, I I feel like the answer is um, because I don't want you on that trip. Um, and uh, it's your, I don't, think, I don't think it was this clear, but it was your pride and your arrogance are what are, what are keeping you from going. And so I, I quickly like realize the arrogance piece that's been playing out. Like I quickly call that arrogance and pride. Uh, it all beca- it became clear that week. That from, that, your, from your whole life. Yeah, from the pre from the previous, and so being smart um, is kind of like the main one that hits me. Um, that, that pride and arrogance that comes from being considered smart. And um, so God works on that, and I forgive uh, quite a bit of people for that. 
and um, people I had hurt, and mainly mainly my twin brother, um, because. Not, you mean you asked for forgiveness? Yeah. It? Well, I don't know if I necessarily always went up to those people, but I realized that I needed to work on that. Mm. Um, and I forgave uh, quite a bit of people when I went back to school that year. Um, and I was really glad God humbled me um, a lot uh, when it came to uh, intelligence uh, and being good at math or science or history or and even at that point English um so I come back that school year and it's no longer bragging about this and yet there's still some times where like I can feel that pull but it's not there I and there are pe- there are f- friends of mine that that we all did the same thing. I mean, we, like, we sat at a lunch table and we were by far the smartest people in our grade. I do not know what that feels like. <laughs> I know. Um, I was pretty good at Euchre, though. Just yeah. Euchre, yeah. We played a lot of Euchre, too. Oh, um, oh, and I'm sure you were really good at it. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to play when I was eight, so. <laughs> oh, you're really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so it's no longer about proving to the rest of my class that I'm smarter than them um, so it's a lot of like now people now I start to see that people are, are scared of like being wrong in front of me Thing, something I didn't see uh, before wow um and I'm like, or like disagreeing with me because I mean, I love to argue <laughs> and because of my memory, I can use other things that are hurtful to people against them. You like I can use their, I can use their past against them, uh, um, which is not a great thing. Um, and so a lot of a lot of humility and being okay with being wrong, mm. uh, which I was so grateful for. Um, but on the other side, so that's uh, sophomore year, uh, and I get to, I'm just going to, from sophomore year to senior year, uh, pornography is still an issue. Still working on it with uh, people uh, that I know. Um, but it is almost hidden. Um, it's hidden from a lot. It comes, I confess to every once in a while. Um, but I became very good at hiding. Um, and when you're addicted to something, you're very good at hiding. You, you, un- you, uh, who was it that was on the podcast uh, that I was listening to? I don't know. Somebody's talking about it. But, um, Hayden. That's who it was. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, he does a, he yeah. Does a good, yeah. Um, and so, but the good kid can hide it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can show up. And I can perform ministry like to a T. Like, I'm good at it. I can, I can, I would be interested to see how many people didn't 
seeing that struggle. Mm. Um, because uh, it's not a... There's no other rebellion in my life. Mm. There's, like, I, there's nothing else. So, like, I show up in church, people at church, wow, you're still a good kid. So it's holding on to that mm-hmm. and knowing, yet there's this, like, private struggle. Just proves everybody's got something. Yeah. You know? Right? Yeah. You might have one thing, but you got something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I get... So that goes, um, that gets me to my senior year, um, but before we get into college, I'm going to explain how I get to Akron. Um, so my junior, um, actually my sophomore year, and growing up, I was told, you should be an engineer, and then you should be an architect. Mm -hmm. And so I knew how to use, um, computer software or CAD software when I was um, maybe 10 or 12. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. So you were already into it. Yeah. And so I, uh, and I taught myself um, how to use it. That um, sounds about right. And yeah. so, 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 yeah, now I'm in high school and um, I take a drafting class my sophomore year. Um, just to get into uh, architecture because that basically becomes it goes from engineering to architecture specified. So I get into architecture and and then I take a class uh, similar to Cassie mm-hmm. um, and uh, my junior and senior year that's focused on engineering but I basically focus on architecture I knew competitions, and I basically learned um, in the U.S. the leading uh, software for CAD work, mm-hmm. uh, for architects, uh, and I teach myself how to do that. Is that the one you started with? No, I started with SketchUp, actually. You started with SketchUp? Yeah. And then you teach yourself Revit? I teach myself Revit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I... And towards May, my junior year, uh, it's actually probably in April, then he asked me, my uh, teacher asked me, hey, there's this opportunity for you to uh, help this architect in town uh, learn Revit. And would you be interested? Uh, it's like, sure. Uh, so I get an quote-unquote internship um, over the summer helping uh, this architect um, learn Revit. So I'm teaching him all the things that I know. <laughs> You're teach. Let's 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 just yeah break that down for a second. You're teaching an architect. An architecture is one of the most difficult college courses, whatever you call that college degree. Yes, correct? that's not a medicine. And as yep. as a what seventeen year old, you're teaching mm-hmm. an architect how to use the software. Yeah, and he's teaching. So he's I'm doing the, I'm doing the software. And he's teaching me... Architecture. Architecture. Oh, yeah. cool. So it kind of goes both ways. But we get yeah. to the end of the summer, and he's like, I don't want to learn this. Um, he's <laughs> Will like, you do it yeah, for me? Yeah. yeah. That's so, yeah. really... What a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. no so my senior year, I, I'm i working for that, um, and then I pick up 
a job uh, with Alpha, uh, working for Alpha Ohio uh, as a data analyst. Um, <laughs> Alpha is that's not the the is that the ministry? Alpha? Yeah. So I oh, wow. yeah, and I still knew that today. Actually, I still knew both today. Um, but I um, yeah. So I continue on and. My basically throughout my senior year until the fall of my senior year, I'm thinking architecture all the way, mm-hmm. looking at Kent State um, because they have one of the best programs around here and in the country. Um, so I look into I look into it. I schedule a um, a uh, orientation day for architecture school. I remember it well. One of the most boring days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Oh, really? uh, you'll find, oh. yeah. Um, well, kind of. Uh, so before that, I have now done uh, at least one, uh, one or two meetings with clients. Um, so I'm watching the architect that I work for interact with clients. Mm. I'm watching him do the design piece of it. And so I'm sitting there um, during the orientation day. And we are, you know, it is kind of boring. <laughs> and then we go we go tour in the new building that they had built. I kind of liked the tour. Which the tour was nice. And yeah. we get to um, the studio area. And I clearly remember, and this is probably one of the main reasons why I made the switch. Um, there were there. This guy was talking about how they were taking ordinary objects and designing things from them. So, and he pointed to an example. It was like McDonald's trash, like so McDonald's boxes and cups, all like configurations, like. That's the object that they made. I was like, <laughs> I can never do that. <laughs> and so then we continue the orientation, and we're and we're sitting there, and I'm real. Wait, 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 can you explain why you could never do? You'd never want to do it, or you was it a creative thing? And yeah, it's the creative thing. Oh, okay. So I quickly realize while I'm sitting through the rest of the orientation that. I haven't been enjoying the creative side of architecture. Huh. Like, I don't enjoy that at all. What I do for work now is I take the designs and make them, I make models you out of them. You do what I uh. need to hire. Because <laughs> that, that, that's... You're, you're the creative. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. It's You have the mind of an engineer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's a necessary thing in an architecture office. Yeah, because I'll bet you, if I could say it, you're very high attention to detail. Yeah, well, details that I think matter. Yes. Uh, well said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm not. It's more the design. Is, I'm trying to figure out where Cassie fits in between the two of you. When it, this yeah. is fascinating. Listening when it to comes to like. Uh, like engineering things, I'm very detail oriented. Like when I, um, when I explain things, a well, process yeah. is very ordered. Yeah, you always do it a certain way. Yeah, 
you check all the boxes. Yep. Like I'm doing during this. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Another person might tell the story a little different, but it's, it's, uh, are you saying that you sat in that meeting and put all that together? Yeah. Yeah. So I realize I'm really only enjoying the computer side of this, uh-huh. like being on the computer, the software piece. And so I, I like walk out and, I, and my mom was with me that day. I'm like, I don't, I can't do this. Mm. Um, and then January that year, we're hosting a missionary family. Um, not hosting, but they come over to my house because they're parent, they're friends with my parents. Um, and their son-in-law does cybersecurity for the government. Mm. Um, and <laughs> so he tells me he talks about his job. And um, it sounds extremely interesting to me. The angels are singing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, while he, while while I'm processing, I'm realizing I like the computer side. I've been doing it for architecture. I got into coding in middle school, I think. Oh, wow. Not like serious coding, but. I knew I liked coding. I liked the logic of computers. I still don't even know what coding is, but that's all right. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so computers, computers are those numbers yeah. for me. They're not. They're not like people. I don't need emotional intelligence yeah. to get a computer <laughs> to work. <laughs> they say yes, Matthew Matthias. We will do what you say. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I um. Just trying to read can I can here. I ask a question? When you realized that you weren't going to do architecture, was there any like, holy crap, what do I do now? Or were you like, all right, I'll just figure out like, how did that, because I'm assuming you really thought that that was it. Was there any kind of like, oh no, this isn't it. Now what? Uh, Not really. I'm not a, it takes me uh, a while to make decisions. Okay. So because I'm detail oriented. Um, my family does not always always calls it um, the Matthias version when I go to explain a story or um, like to, or like tell a story because and they try not to interrupt me because otherwise what to them would be a three minute story is to me a fifteen minute story <laughs> with interruptions because without, without interruptions in ten minutes. <laughs> And that's because there are there are intersections of all kinds of details yeah. that are important to your telling of it. Yes, and they're so funny. <laughs> yeah, and so huh. yeah, that become I realize I like computers, and so cybersecurity just seems like something I want to do because mm-hmm. it's problem solving. It's I mean, there is a new cyber threat every three seconds around the oh, world. Oh, it's in high demand, really? that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, zero-day exploits are quite a, quite a fun thing for me. But um, I don't write any, just to let you know if you're listening. <laughs> 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 I've never written one. Um, uh, not yet. yet. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say, just like I said to Norm, I'm glad you use your powers for good and not evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. Side note. Um, Side note. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just finished up my senior project 
um, this past month, and I had to, I basically built a network, and then uh, ran pen tests on it, and then exploited it. For, pen testing is basically, you're testing a system for vulnerabilities, mm. but you're the good guy, so you're like reporting the vulnerabilities and then securing them. Oh. So you're like breaking into a building, but not stealing anything. You're just saying, this is how I broke in. But, you, but you're doing it on your own system. Yeah, yeah. So I um, I realized how quick it is to do some of the things that they do in the movies. Mm, so it's legit. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> like the webcam thing, that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Good to know. Like, Good to know, everybody. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, cover it Get up. Get some black tape. <laughs> cover it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was scary. Like, I, um, I, it took me, I mean, there are ways around it. Most computers are protected against it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to some extent. Um, but I exploited this machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and within, let's say, five seconds, I can take a picture from the webcam of that computer. Like, rem- from... Rem- from your computer. Like, technically remotely. Right. So, it's on, like, it's three networks away, even though it's on my desk. It's right next to each other. It's three networks away. Wow. So, it, it simulates the internet and an attack. But, yeah, it was... I was kind of, like, fr- I was freaking out, like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, side note, cybersecurity side note. Um, <laughs> Protect yourself. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one. Sorry we had to cut it short, but we promise the rest will be here next week. So just bear with us. Have a great one. <laughs>